0: "'Not... not consort?' Amran blurted, blinking. "'I hadn't seen her surprised in... centuries. "'Not consort, not wife. "'Feyra is High Lady of the Night Court. "'My equal in every way. "'She would wear my crown, sit on a throne beside mine, "'never sidelined, never designated to breeding "'and parties and childbearing. "'My queen.' As if an answer, a glimmer of love shuddered down the bond. I clamped down on the relief that threatened to shatter any calm I feigned having. You mean to tell me, Morbrede, that my high lady is now surrounded by enemies? A lethal sort of calm crept over her tear-stained face. I mean to tell you, I said watching the blood clot on Cassian's wings with Amren's tending beneath Mor's own hands Azriel's bleeding at last eased enough to keep them alive until the healer got here i mean to tell you i said again my power building and rubbing itself against my skin my bones desperate to be unleashed upon the world that your high lady made a sacrifice for her court And we will move when the time is right. Perhaps Lucian being Elaine's mate would help. Somehow. I'd find a way. And then I'd assist my mate in ripping the spring court, Ianthe, those mortal queens, and the king of Highburn to shreds. Slowly. Until then? Amron demanded. What of the cauldron? Of the book? Until then? I said... Staring towards the door as if I might see her walk through it, laughing and vibrant and beautiful.
1: We go to war. Welcome!
0: Welcome!
1: Welcome to the House of Wind Book Club. I'm Hannah. And I'm Amber. This is a fan podcast where we're going to discuss our current book obsession. We're
0: going to break down chapters, characters, themes, and gossip about our theories relevant to the current fantasy land we're exploring.
1: So just so you know, this podcast will contain spoilers and is explicit, so proceed with caution if that's not your thing. We hope you enjoy being part of our book club. Stay smutty. hello friends and welcome
0: back to the house of Wind book club it's the end of miss and fury we're excited and we're sad
1: mm. <laughs> 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 oh. that sums it up beautifully actually all,
0: all my feelings about it really <laughs>
1: yeah why why do we even have a podcast you could just make up little jingles to summarize the chapters <laughs> summarize how we feel Hit the major points and we'll call it a day. Our podcast would pop off. It, it would be wild.
0: <laughs> It'd be like the musical Cliff Notes version of. Yes. Oh my God. Could you imagine a musical version of ACOTAR? <sighs> TM, TM, TM. We're going to do that. We're going to reach out to SJM. We're going to write a musical. It's going to be great.
1: No one steal our idea. <laughs> no,
0: nope, we we trademark that.
1: absolutely absolutely. oh
0: man quick lighthouse keeping before we get into this episode remember that you can get your free audible month-long trial at www.audibletrial.com slash house of wind you also get a free title with that so definitely take advantage of that while that's around Um, and don't forget to check out our patreon we have released a fun episode this month we've been brewing up some really fun ideas for next month some spicy perhaps ideas for next month Mm -hmm. uh really delving into our house of wind after dark uh club
1: (laughs) heck yeah so it'll be a lot of fun yes come come join the fun it it will be all right so here is my summary of what happened last episode because if, if we remember so much happens So fast.
0: I feel like that last episode was the meme where the dog is drinking the cup of coffee and everything's on fire around him and it just says this is fine. I feel like that was last episode. This is fine.
1: This is fine. Everything (laughs) is fine. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh man. So, last episode they enter Hibern stronghold as Pharaoh wastes no time going straight to the cauldron and this plan goes zero percent according to their original plan and it's because the cauldron in the book are simply too strong to, for Farah at this point point. and as she's kind of having this battle and ultimately failing to nullify the cauldron Jurian casually strolls his way down there and starts talking to all of them to bide time we find out later, for Highburn to weave a spell that leaves them all powerless. But wait! There's more! Not only are they stuck in Highburn's lair, all powerless and trapped, with Jurian of all people present, um, Tamlin and Lucian show up to the party. We find out that they are conspiring with Highburn, with the sole purpose of betraying the Night Court and getting Farrah back. Yikes. Tamlin makes multiple lunges to steal Faro away, entirely ignoring her very crystal clear choice to be far, far away from him. Which this lands Tamlin up in close, up close and personal with Reese's fist.
0: My <laughs> favorite part.
1: Very satisfying, <laughs> but but it leads to everyone finding out about their mating bond, and then. In Waltz, the traitorous queens. They're in it. They want eternal youth, which they believe Hydre- Highburn can give them via the cauldron. But they want to make sure it really works. So who else, other than Nesta and Elaine, <laughs> those two are dragged into the picture, gagged and bound, and forced into Fadum. <laughs> it's my made-up word. I like that. Fatum. Fadum. Fadum. <laughs> and then at the end we we sprinkle a little more chaos uh on top when lucian tells elaine you're my mate as she's like sprawled out on the floor like a cat fresh out of the bathtub what what a clusterfuck
0: i feel like the name of our last episode should have been and then comma and then comma Like, the number of times you said, and then, (laughs) so many things happen, (laughs) Like, plot twists, one after the other. I'm still recovering, to be honest.
1: Yeah. It's enough to give you whiplash. Can you imagine being in a situation where, I mean, obviously they probably planned for a few things to go wrong, or the possibility of certain things to go wrong, but to have every aspect of that plan go wrong... And then some. <laughs> yeah. That's so
0: sad. <laughs> Nothing was working out. They should have aborted immediately. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. This is uh, as, as badass as the night court is, uh, this was an underdeveloped plan, to say the least.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like there was definitely some thought that went into it, but I'm like, for Reese to always be, like, 20 million steps ahead, I feel like it was really just Tamlin working with Hyburn that no one could have saw that coming. Like... Right. Like, that was just... Like, Tamlin sat on his ass for so long, like, why is he now all of a sudden doing something, and why does it have to be with Hybern <laughs> oh.
1: With the goal... Like, the nerve to go to an extremely powerful figure because... <laughs> Because you know your woman doesn't want to come back to you. You go to this extremely powerful being to get him back for you. And, mm-hmm. like, that's just... It just blows my mind that he went through all of that to get her back when he couldn't even go through a an inch. He couldn't give an inch when she was in the spring court to make her stay right. there.
0: Yep. I don't get it either.
1: It doesn't add up. No. And, oh, we get into some juicy stuff with Tampon in this episode.
0: Yes!
1: Mm. Mm. Here we go. Okay. Chapter 66. We start this chapter immediately after Lucian's declaration of Elaine being his mate. And Nesta is like, oh, Hell no! Pixelane up is like you are no such thing. And Highburn is like tee hee hee, like giggling in the corner, absolutely enlightened by this hellish drama that is just completely unraveling. Everything is unraveling. And as the young queen, the youngest of the queens, steps up to the cauldron to gain her eternal youth, Reese simply states calmly to Hiburn, if you're so willing to hand out bargains Maybe I'll make one with you. And our sweet darling Farah, she could not fathom the idea of Reese her real family and her found family sacrificing anything. Because in this moment, her real family has already sacrificed everything. They've been dragged into this out of their will. Thank goodness they survived, but this is they they hate Faye. They this is like worst case scenario for them. Her found family which includes all of them Reese included they just found each other again after being apart for way too long. And she she just couldn't fathom it any other way. It's she didn't really like pinpoint it in her in her inner monologue but it was like if anyone's going to sacrifice anything it's me. You know, I'm the one that failed. i'm I failed everyone. I wasn't able to do my job. If anyone is going to sacrifice anything. it has to be me. And she she had to think on her toes, and she alone really could save them. And so she, in this big spectacle, she drops to her knees, sends this huge explosion of her power past the spell that bound all of their power, that hibern um, hibern spell and as she kind of sends her power out and gets through his spells she realizes that the spell that's around the the stronghold the spell like everything at the doorways like everything is fortified there's there's no way they're going to be able to fight their way out um so instead she sends out another burst of her power putting on the performance of a lifetime she sends out that burst of power to negate these wards that are that's keeping everyone in but after she sends that burst of power out she looks up and it she makes eye contact with tamlin with love and hope in her eyes as she calls his name <laughs> no and she This is like Act like your life depends on it moment Because it does
0: Oh yes Farrah deserves an Oscar For this? real
1: Like Everything about it And also the fact it, it, it just was so smooth Everything about it is smooth Because then she turns to Reese With this faked hatred in her eyes And says what did you do Right? She's looking at him with daggers. The same way she looked at him when they first met. Or I should say the second mm-hmm. time they met in, in the spring court.
0: Yes. But, when she, like, knew who he was.
1: <laughs> right. But Farrah hoped with all her might that she conveyed with her eyes what she really wanted. And that was for him to play along and get everyone out safe. And at this point, everyone is entirely mind fucked, Right? <laughs> The inner circle is, like, starting to piece together. Like, oh, she's she's acting, she's faking, go along with it. And you can kind of, you can see the sadness in Moore's eyes. um, And you can see the comprehension and understanding in Reese's eyes. And then everyone else thinks that Reese had forced her into the bond and was controlling her with mind games the entire time. So it's literally, again, the inner circle is the only one that knows... The goodness of Reese, and everyone else is just seeing him for his mask, for the the monster he portrays to keep his quote unquote image, to maintain his scary High Lord status, and I think that's really right. sad. I feel like I feel like we're taking a step back because we. He was finally at the point where he was getting away from that, you know, trying to convince the queens, this is just a front. This is not who I am. I have this beautiful city that I have been fighting to protect for a very, very long time. You know, I have to keep up appearances in the Court of Nightmares. But now we're back to the, I have a mate, but I had to force her into being with me with mind tricks.
0: It's so sad.
1: It why me. does that have
0: to be the only thing we lean on when it comes to Reese? Yeah. Like, why does it always have to be that?
1: Yeah, but in the in the realm of acting, it's believable because it's already true a preconceived notion that they all have of him. So they they believe him. They're like, oh my gosh, gasp! Uh, with <laughs> and so with Tamlin, Lucian, and the king all watching so closely. Farrah knew she had to be convincing. And there is only one way that everyone would be convinced. One way. And she looks at Highburn and she says, break the bond. (laughs) And my heart just stopped beating.
0: Yep. (laughs) that moment
1: it is so crushing it's so sad
0: also like yeah to think to think like that is the most sacred connection like between them well of what we knew at that moment like I can't imagine having the, the boldness and bravery, to be like, this is the one thing that will convince them, and now it has to be taken away.
1: I wonder if part of her, because she has that innate understanding of how spells work, I wonder if she knew that her mating bond wouldn't have been able Mm -hmm. to truly been broken. So I wonder if that's kind of part of her I like to tell myself that's part of her knowledge base and understanding yes. with her with her skills as Vera Cursebreaker. Breaker. But you know, my the yes. other part of me is like, that was a fucking risky thing to do there, buddy.
0: <laughs> Very risky, buddy. Very risky. <laughs> yeah. And so
1: up Whoa, until this point. Happy Swin. Yeah. Up until this point, Reese Reese was like going along with it. He was like, how did you find out? How did you get through? Like, how did you break free of my mind games? Uh, but when she says that, everyone goes, S- still as death. And Reese is no longer going along with this. All he does is he just cries out, no, and almost resorts to, like, frantic, like frantically trying to find a way to like come up with something on his feet to come up with a different plan or to just beg Farah to take it back.
0: From this moment <laughs> on, he is, he's, fr- he is frantic. He is desperate. He absolutely from here, from this moment, the rest of the chapter. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not, I, it's a look I don't like on Reese. It makes me nervous.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, and it should it should honestly make everyone in that room nervous.
0: Yeah. Yikes,
1: you do not want to see Reese backed into a corner. No. So, you
0: do not put yeah. Reese in a corner.
1: No. Bad. <laughs> so, Farah looks to Tamlin and and just begs him, "Make it stop. No more killing, no more death." Make it stop, let's go home. And Cassian, slowly, every movement pained, stirred enough to look over a shredded wing at him. Right, or at Pharaoh, rather. And in his pain-glazed eyes, she saw it. Cass understands. Quote, she's thinking to herself, The Court of Dreams. I had belonged to a court of dreams and dreamers. And for their dreams, for what they had worked for, sacrificed for, I could do it.
0: I have tears oh, in my yeah. eyes and goosebumps covering my entire body. <laughs> Farrah, why is Farrah That's always the one that has so to sacrifice everything? Bad. <laughs> It's so sad. But what makes it better is that they do all understand. Could you imagine how terrible it would feel if you felt like your friends had no idea what you were doing? And that they actually thought you were bailing on them? Yeah.
1: That's a great point. That would be... So it gives
0: her... I bet... I feel like it... Go ahead. Go
1: ahead. I was
0: just going to (laughs) say... (laughs) <laughs> I love internet lags. Uh I was yep. going to say I I bet that that look from Cassian was like what she needed to be like okay, they get it. I like gave her strength almost, you know, like my friend yep. is there for me, you know.
1: Absolutely. And I imagine this is this was a point in SJM's plot development where she easily could have gone either way. It could have it could have gone Farah she she's acting and no one gets it. and and that would have led to a whole nother world of like inner turmoil and chaos when she finally made her way back to the night court right um which Mm -hmm. would have been extra chaotic we've we've got enough chaos in our lives right now but it's always it's always interesting to think about (laughs) right this is like all of this is was made up by one person and she could have decided to go any direction at any point with this series and somehow she got from beginning to end and made this marvelous series isn't that wild to think about sometimes
0: it is wild it truly the things that happen in, in these books and also like the wild theories that we can come up with because of her like world building mm-hmm. uh, is so much fun and it's so impressive
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah. I just I have some mad respect for for writers. I think it's just the the planning and the the thought processes that have to go into writing something like this is just
0: yeah, unbelievable.
1: Have- y'all y'all are a special a very special breed. Yeah. Um
0: yes, if any writers so listen I- to us, we love you. Keep doing what you yeah. do.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um and then Highburn, Nesta style, pointed at Farah, and her and Reese both dropped like a sack of potatoes and started screaming. And they both felt as though they were being shredded alive. And then a crack sounded in her ears, and the world cleaved in two as the bond snapped. Ugh,
0: I'm not okay. (laughs)
1: Uh. Yeah, yeah. And, And she very delicately phrases it the bond snapped right so in yeah. our minds it's like it's the mating bond it's the mating bond it's gone
0: yeah they just got I, it. that must be yeah i know that's the thing like <laughs> we don't get much time to enjoy any of this stuff and i'm just now realizing because like i don't know i can't remember how long she stays in the Supreme court in the next book but i'm like We just got face and and now we have to go back to Tamlin and and all of this shit and I just I remember reading this for the first time because it took me such a long time to get on the Reese train like like I was still so caught up in Tamlin the beginning of Miss and Fury and then I get into it I'm like I'm so committed to Reese and Farah I love it I love everything about the Night Court I'm there fuck the Spring Court. And then the end of this book happens, and you're like, "Are you shitting me? <laughs> I just went on this self discovery journey with all these characters, and now we're back where we started. We're this back to square is no progress. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> so, for as much as we love you, Sarah J. Moss, for making us have to go back to the Spring Court and deal with this fucking clown, God, I'm over it. Yeah. All right, chapter 67. So, all of this is obviously very traumatic and physically draining for our girl Farah, and she passes out. When she comes to, she wakes up to seeing Reese freaking out that the bargain is broken and that her tattoo is gone. And Tamlin has his arms around her because he thinks that she's crying about. You know, like she's free. She endured all this terrible pain in the night court. And she says he just, like, he feels wrong. Like, even his scent just makes her gag. Ugh. Especially after yeah. she's mated, Therese. Like, imagine how that feels.
1: Yuck. Ugh. Big ick. God. Big
0: ick. Ugh. Big ick. And the way that this affects them both is so heartbreaking, like we talked about before. Like, Reese just being... Like, Reese has just lost the most precious thing to him. Like, his bond with her. Ugh. Besides losing her, like, all together. So, the king allows the inner circle to leave. And Farrah's trying to use, like, their connection, their bond, to tell Reese to take his her sisters and to not fight but it's dead silent and she's unable to communicate with him in their special way and the inner circle has to act like they're pissed at faira but she knows deep down that they love her and they understand what she's doing which again this is a beautiful moment this is the cur- this gives her like the courage to leave on this note and know what she's doing it for. And Moore realizes, like, Moore's putting this all together. She's not just halfway realizing what Farrah's doing. Like, she is, like, on it. She's like, oh my god, Farrah has been using this all as a distraction to punch a hole in these wards so that we can escape during this beautiful Oscar-worthy performance that Farrah's putting on. (laughs) So, yes. Moore goes into action. She punts Lucian away, which I love that part. She's just like, <laughs> she's just like, wow. Yeah. and he's gone. <laughs> yeet, yeah. yeet, yeet, oh. little Lucy. <laughs> oh, yay, yay, little Lucy. <laughs> Lucy pew. <What>? <laughs> <laughs> Meow, Oh, oh my, my god. god. I'm honestly surprised Nessa wasn't the one to do that in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Not more. <laughs> oh my god. So Lucian gets yeeted by more <laughs> and then she immediately winnows away with the Archeron sisters. And Reese does the same with the Boys. So the inner circle is gone now. Farrah is all alone with Tampon and little Lucy and the fucking King of Highburn. Jeez. So Burn. Hibern, yeah, Highburn's throwing a little hissy fit, he's having a little tempy tantrum, because the inner circle took the Archeron sisters. So he's yelling at Jurian, and like while he's <laughs> I'm yelling I'm gonna have a BF. gonna have a BF. I'm gonna have
1: a BF. I'm <laughs> gonna
0: have a BF. <laughs> Cauldron. <laughs> I am a white bear. I am pasta. <laughs> Loki, though, White Chicks is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> That's a great.
1: Oh my movie. god!
0: What a classic! <laughs> oh my god! There's so many incredible people in that movie. um okay, <laughs> so yeah, this
1: kind of this kind of conversation derailing. I think there needs to be a satirical play or a satirical fan-made YouTube short of of Akatar that would I would lose my mind
0: okay like the um they have have you seen how it should have ended
1: videos is it i don't think so
0: it's like a little cartoon and they do a lot of Marvel ones and they're funny as hell. I'm going to send you some. They're, uh, they're just like really funny ones that has like Superman and Batman like interacting with each other. And it's really it's it's that it's a satirical version of like of the movies that we love. Uh, and they do other ones, too, I think. But they do it for movies and stuff. So we yes, agreed. Do we know any animators? Anyone in the crowd? We will support you. Please, please make we'll an animated version us. of Avatar. <laughs> yeah, I'll narrate it for you if you want. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. So, y- <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, while Hyvern's having his BF, <laughs> yelling <laughs> at Jurian, <laughs> Lucian is freaking out to Tamlin and begging him to get Elaine back. And Farah is silently mourning the loss of her connection to Reese. Like, and she's kind of like in her own little world. And I just want to say, Tamlin is ignoring Lucian at this point. And I want this on the record. This is another strike against Tamlin. The fact that Lucian helped Tamlin get Farah back like all this time. Like he was out hunting for her. He like went under the mountain. Like he did all of these things. And to help him get Farah his supposed love of his life. And now Tamlin's just ignoring him. Preach.
1: What Preach. a I shitty friend. Same thing. I thought the exact same
0: thing. I'm glad. I'm glad you thought that. I oof Tamlin has yeah. my blood a boiling this episode. But ick. Man. We're gonna we're gonna have to <laughs> I'm gonna have to make sure I sit far away from the microphone when we start. Podcasting Wings and Ruin because the beginning of that book, I'm just gonna be like screaming the entire time.
1: Yeah, Samwell is the worst. It's honestly, it's it's gonna be hard like <laughs> rereading that from that perspective because I feel like it goes on for a long time. Maybe it just felt like that last go around, but it felt like it, yeah. it dragged down quite a bit.
0: I feel like it did too. So hopefully, it goes faster than we remembered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Jurian, awful Jurian, taunts Lucian by telling him his mate is doomed with the Illyrians because we all know what Illyrian bastards are capable of. And Farah seems like honestly more angry about the Illyrian bastards comment than the fact that her sisters have been taken by the so-called enemy. And Lucian notices this. Uh, because Lucian is also a pretty observant guy. And this begins Lucian's like suspicious tirade against Farah for the next little <laughs> while during her little uh spy mission. <laughs> so Hyperd asks where the book is. He's like, Hand me the book, child. And Farah reveals ha! I don't have it, bitch. And then he throws another BF. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't realize you don't have the book." <laughs> yeah. Like <And> what? Then <laughs> Yeah, I think was Farah like pretending like she had it. Like she was like clutching her jacket or something.
1: I don't know. I think I do know when in last episode, when went out in, he very, very carefully and nonchalantly took it and it was really sneaky. So, but I don't know.
0: Oh, uh, so Highburn must have just assumed that he still had it. That makes sense. Yeah. So then he tells, Highburn tells Tamlin that he has to return once the book is retrieved again. I can't remember why this is. I don't know if you remember. I'm like, why does he have to be there? Okay. Well, I guess we'll find out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hashtag things I don't remember. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I want to say, even though I hate Tamlin, he does sound like he smells freaking amazing, though. Even though he's the wrong scent for Feyre. He smells like lilac, cedar, and the first bits of green. There's nothing better than the smell of freshly mowed grass and I'm just picturing that that's what Tamlin smells like.
1: Yeah. Like yes. Why does it, such a
0: beautiful scent have to be wasted on such a horrid man?
1: Yeah. And <sighs> oh, even it's with ruining. that beautiful wonderful scent, she's still almost repulsed. Yeah. Well it's like it's
0: like think about a really shitty ex you might have like like the cologne they wore or whatever like you may have loved the way that smelled and then you've moved on and then it's like on a pillow or like a sweatshirt and you're like ah like that just brings back really terrible memories like i don't want to smell that (laughs) just like ruins the smell pharah's like Valaris is not allowed to have grass we have turf turf only (laughs) 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 no lila and like yeah succulents no flowers blooming (laughs) God. So Tamlin prepares to win them to the spring court. Like in the background, the queens are just like fighting over who will go in the cauldron first, which this is your classic. There's an object of power. Everyone's scrambling and fighting for who wants it first. Like, so they're caught up in their own thing. God, I hate them. And while this is happening, I love this. I love badass Farah. Farrah tells the king, right before they winnow away, quote, I will light your pyres myself for what you did to my sisters. Damn! Good. <laughs>
1: Burn it down, girl. Burn it Burn down. Burn it to the ground. <laughs> mm. Yes. I love it. I'm uh, here for it. I love it. Yes.
0: Hello, listeners. Hannah here. This episode is brought to you by Love Shop. At Love Shop, they are passionate about destigmatizing and normalizing sex and the conversation around it, and they've actually been around for over 20 years. And just like here on the House of Wind Book Club, they also believe that life is way too short to have bad sex. So for our listeners exclusively, you can head to loveshoptoys.com h-o-w-b-c and enter the code H-O-W-B-C to save 20% off almost all regular price products. Get a free two to four day discreet shipping on orders over $69. <laughs> See what they did there <laughs> on a huge variety of high quality toys. Love shop has something for everyone. And this is a great way to support our podcast and also a really great way to supplement some of your smutty reads or spicy audiobook listens, you know, just going to throw that out there for you guys. So don't forget to stop by how HowBC and enter the code HowBC, that's H O W B C, to save 20% off. And you can find all of this information in the show notes as well. Thanks, guys. Stay smutty.
1: Which leads us. To chapter sixty-eight, which is from Reese's perspective, and I, I love that this is an addition at the end of the book. I love Same. it. I love so his POV. Reese, Cass, yeah, yeah. Reese, Cass, and Az slam onto the floor of the townhouse. Amran is instantly there. It's like holy shit, and immediately begins healing them because Az and Cass are unconscious and. Quite frankly, not okay. Um, Moore returned once she got Nesta in a lane somewhere safe. And Amrin, being... Just knowing Amron, she deadpans. Where's... Where is she? Where is Farah?" And she continues to ask this in the next... You know, throughout this next series of events. And Reese is ultimately unable to answer as Amran and Moore continue to work on healing the very, very damaged uh two-thirds of the Bat Boys. So Reese was unable to answer the question as to where Farah is. Either he can't emotion he he just can't emotionally get himself to say it yet, or he's just too busy kind of trying to figure out what's going on with Cass and Az. And he can feel Amron's kind of stare into the side of his head. And Moore begins to explain on Reese's behalf that the trap when they when they went to Highburns, the trap was set. That was set for the night. Court was between Tamlin and Highburn, and Ianthe is ultimately the one that betrayed Tamlin to get Nesta and Elaine involved. And mm-hmm. then they said that Farah asked the king to destroy the bond, and Amrin. Gosh, this is why I love her so much. She immediately calls bullshit. She's like, Okay, great, but that can't be broken. So, what happened? Where is she?
0: <laughs> Explain yourself.
1: <laughs> yes. And and at this point, we we still are kind of going back and forth. I they haven't fully explained that like what was broken. So at this point you're like given this little bloom of hope that oh god maybe the mating bond is still there. Um but at this point we still think the mating bond is gone. Just poof. You know that scene in Harry Potter with the luck potion and Hagrid's hut oh. the professor slughorn Felix after Felice, Eric he... Yeah, with Felix Felicis yeah. and Harry yes. is like going on this tangent about Oof. about how like someone's there and then they're not kind of talking about the just the cycle of life and he goes poof and that is one of my favorite quotes in life it's it's that that whole scene Yeah, i remember watching that in theaters and i was like it's like going on a trip so So someone posted
0: a okay someone made a reel where it was like I'm here for drunk Harry so I rewatched that scene and it really is like it really feels like Harry's just shit based. And it's yeah. just like it's oh, like yeah. the way he's talking to Slughorn the whole time I love it I love that yes. scene
1: <sighs> but then our glimmer of hope becomes much more substantial when Reese confirms no it can't the bond cannot be broken the king broke their bargain, but not the mating bond. Hallelujah! Thank <laughs> goodness. Holy <sighs> smokes. We can Amarin, all breathe again. Yes. We can breathe again till Amran looks at Reese with death in her eyes. <laughs> looks <laughs> looks at him and says, Go get her right now. You know, she's, like, momming him. She's like, Reese, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) (sighs) But Reese, Reese, to his credit, is very collected. Very collected for having just kind of, like, in a a way lost his mate. Um, He's not able to physically be with her and won't be able to for who knows how long. But Rhys says, no, I'm not going to go get her. And he remembers Farrah's promise uh, to take Tamlin down from within. Because, Tam- I mean, I mean mm-hmm. Farrah made that promise to Tamlin a while back, saying, if you try to take me from my mate, I will destroy you and everyone you love. I will ruin you from the inside out. She told us exactly what she's going to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like she was pretty clear.
1: <laughs> yep. And Farah is now a spy with direct access to Hybron's plan because Hybron and Tamlin are still working together. Um, but still, Farah and Reese have an intact mental connection through the mating bond. Again, Amryn is like is pissed and not having any of it. And she simply says, "She's your mate, not your spy. Go get her." <laughs> And he responds Again Beautiful Reese He says
0: Love him She is
1: my mate She is my mate And my spy And She is the high lady of the night court ah! The Holy moment I read shit. this for the first time <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> And then he goes on to explain, if they had removed her other glove, they would have seen a second tattoo on her right arm, the twin to the other, inked last night when we crept out, found a priestess, and I swore her in as my high lady. Yes! And of, of all the reactions, Amarin is surprised, right? Amarin does not, you, one does not surprise Amron. No. <laughs> and now this more is like... and now more Sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just going to say this is like you know on like a like a murder mystery uh like Orient Express or, you know, a classic like who done it where it's like if you would have been paying attention, it was this person with this thing back behind here when you didn't see it was happening. Like that's just what it reminds <laughs> me of. Like a like like a oh, gasp. She had a tattoo on her other head, but didn't even think to look there.
1: <laughs> right. Right.
0: I love yeah. it. It's so obvious, but it's yep. so hidden.
1: Oh, perfect. Yep. Genius. Yep. And and now more <laughs> more is right up there with Amran. And her first reaction isn't to be elated that she now has a high lady. She is pissed. She looks at Reese and says, you mean to tell me that my high lady is now surrounded by enemies? And this... I love that. This is just beautiful because the, the devotion that these individuals have, you know, it's... They still have their core inner circle which is like their core friend group without losing the respect for their high lord and high lady
0: right which is i feel like a hard balance to strike
1: yes yeah it's it's super hard i mean it's it's almost like a clear distinguished line like they play different roles at different times and when they're in their high lord high lady roles like that's when everyone like Moore is the Morgan, right, and you know mm-hmm. Casanaz are the are the you know spy master and general, but when they go into their roles they're there but but now it's like they're their inner circle, they're friends right now, but she is more is still pulling out the my high lady it's not my friend Farah. it's my high lady is surrounded by enemies. <laughs> what the actual fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hmm. Yes. And this is like the prequel to "Be careful how you speak about my high lady."
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, I love, and I think I think the thing with with that phrase, we all—if you like the series, you probably like the like possessiveness, right? And I like oh, yeah. how it extends to not just the romantic. Aspects of their relationships, like the possessiveness that they feel for their high lady, is very charming and very alluring. It's it's wonderful.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's truly. It just gives you the warm fuzzies inside.
1: Yeah, yeah. Love it. And they all they all realize that Farrah made a sacrifice for her people and for them, one that they have to make count. And they will use to win this war. Oh,
0: I love it. I love it. Chapter yeah. 69. Which let's let's just take a moment to appreciate the fact that the number of this chapter is 69. Everyone insert laughs and sex jokes here. <laughs>
1: it's, it's beautiful. Oh, I love man. It. I appreciate it. Also, can,
0: can we talk about how our sponsor... Yes. Can we talk about how our sponsor does... Free shipping for orders over sixty nine dollars. Love yes. shop. Hell yes, I love that. <laughs> it's so awesome. amazing. Which I know we already played the mid roll but you guys should really go check them out. Uh, they're they're a really cool company. Um, okay, so <laughs> back to chapter sixty nine. Wink, wink. Um, okay, you guys, we're back at the fucking spring court, and I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm. So mad <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I can't. So well. the first thing I wanna say, I'm getting ready to just throw some shade here, okay? Why the hell can't Tamlin afford a paved driveway? They land in a gravel driveway, and I just have to say, homie is a wealthy ass high lord, and he has a gravel fucking driveway leading to his mansion. Yeah, that's kind of odd like I'm like okay do you also have like jersey sheets on your bed and like uh like one ply toilet paper? Like what's going on? (laughs) Why? God. So anyways, that's my number one complaint about being back at the spring court. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) back to the real reason why we're here. Beira notices that Valaris was like vast and full of life. And the spring court is small, and it's empty, and there's just, like, it just feels dead. Which is depressing as hell.
1: Yeah, there's just no life.
0: Well, Tamlin has, like, scared everyone away. He's, like, classic. He really is, like, Beast in in the Beast, like, in the beginning. Like, Mm -hmm. ripping apart everything, yelling, you know, hiding away. That's pretty much his behavior. So, Farrah, poor Farrah, has to relive her trauma as she just stares at the manor and remembers the place where she was quite literally locked inside. And she puts on her act, and I don't know how she does it, but she makes it seem like she missed it and she can't believe that she's back. Finally. Again, Ugh. get this woman an Oscar. Vomit.
1: Girls.
0: <laughs> All the vomit. God. So Farrah, like while Tamlin is eating this up with a spoon, she's thinking about how love is a poison, which Reese pointed this out as well. When it comes to Tamlin, love is a poison. He sold them all out for a love that he knows no longer exists mutually, probably deep down, but is just in crazy denial about it. And in that moment, she's thinking that, but then she also realizes love can be a bomb as she feels, you know, the heat and the the burning desire, like, in her chest for what she feels for Reese, uh, which is right next to her bond to him. And I love that. Like I said, I love that they're, like, healing to each other. It's my favorite thing about mm-hmm. them. Um, And we learn that Highburn... In classic villain style, same with not noticing the tattoo on her other hand, so preoccupied with the bond from the bargain that he didn't go deep enough to find their mating bond, which I love. I love that every villain just like gets so distracted, they're so power hungry that they just they don't even consider love. Like you said, they consider love to be a weakness, so they just don't even like. It's just like not even worth their time, and they think it's ridiculous. So he was just so distracted and not even taking that seriously that he didn't even break their actual like bond that matters. Thank goodness. Oh, oh, Hybe. Oh, yeah. Thank God.
1: So they fooled.
0: (laughs) Big dumb dumb Hybe. So they fooled him. I feel like we're just shortening everyone's name. Do you know how many times I want to call Feyra Feyfei every episode? I don't know why, feifei. but I just do. <laughs> Feyfei yes, tampon, feifei. Lil Lucy, Lil Lucy. And when I say little, when I say Lil Lucy, I'm saying it like uh like a rapper, like Lil Nas X or Lil Wayne, <laughs> like Lil Lucy. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Album dropping next year. Oh my god, instead of a grill, Lucian has like his uh, blinged out metal eye. His eye. Okay, I'm gonna recreate that as an album cover and put that on our Instagram at some point in my life when I have time in the next few weeks. That's amazing. Oh my god. Maybe I'll make myself some grills too. Alright. Yes! So... Smile for me, Lucy. Oh, uh, what you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Holy Woo. God. Okay, focus, Hannah. Focus. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, they fooled Hibern by distracting him with how painful ending the bargain was. That they didn't even notice the mating bond, and. Fera reminisces on how well her and Reese play together, which is another thing that I love about them. And we get this kind of, like, flashback moment for her of reminiscing on, like, their secret ceremony that they had and how she's now, like, sworn in as High Lady of the Night Court. And that just must be so surreal for her. Like, think about all she's been through. And even though she's in this shitty situation, like... She knows what she has waiting for her like when she gets back. Yeah. And I yeah. love that.
1: Talk about whiplash in her past year of life. Yeah. Wow. Yes. What a roller coaster. <laughs> Poor Ferret. She's yeah,
0: she's she has been on a ride. <laughs> um and not just the good kind, but she has also been on a great ride. <laughs> With with Reese. Um, oh yeah. So, <laughs> so she feels Reese on the other side of the bond and the silence before was just from where the bargain had been. So I guess this whole time they just had like two separate connections where now they just have the mating bond. So it was like the original thing that bound them together but now they have the deepness of the mating bond. And Farrah tells Tamlin when she was away, it felt like a dream. And when she saw him, she just, like, fought to break free. She doesn't know how it happened. Lucian, again, c- continuing to be suspicious of her, is like, how? And she's just like, I just did. Farrah's giving no effort into her lies, and Tamlin is just eating it up because he's so delusional. Like, yep. she's literally just like, because I wanted to. <laughs> like, what? It's not even a real, like... uh, (laughs) I love it. So, Farah's acting skills, again, are unparalleled, maybe only rivaled by Reese. She strokes Tamlin's face, and you know her gut had to be, like, bubbling. Like, she probably had bile in her throat this entire time. She she just piles it on. She's like, I'm back. I can't believe it. I missed you. And... She's holding back wanting to actually, like, straight up murder him. Like, she's so mad because he sold them all out. Like, what? I don't know how she does it. I'm impressed. Me too. So, oh, yeah. So this part, I think, is the part that enrages me more than anything else in all four of these chapters. Tamlin says he's going to go, quote, make some things clear with Ianthi, And I'm like, I hope by make some things clear, you mean murder that bitch? Like, is that what we're talking about? Please. I hope so. But no, we're just going to go give her a stern talking to. And just a little to chat. Be-
1: that'll, that'll do the trick. He's just
0: going to give Ianthi like she gave up the love of his life supposedly her sisters and like was working with highburn behind his back and she's still Uh. allowed to be here she's allowed to not be locked up in a cell and or dead Uh. she's the worst again she's the worst he's the worst they're all the worst why are we just letting this happen? This was, like, truly astounding to me. Like, I I cannot get over this. This is, like, another thing of Tamlin where I'm just like, no. Unredeemable. Yep. This is your second chance and you're already fucking it up. Anyways, sorry, I'm triggered. So. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Farrah just asked to be a part of... This talking to, and just everything from here on out, and kind of uses the fact that she has intel from her time in the night court to like back up her, like, her claim to being a part of this. And in her head, she's like, hey, jk lolol, JK, I'm actually going to be feeding you false information, and feeding the information you give me." about Highburn to my buddies at the night court, to my sexy mate, sand I love it. And <laughs> in her head, her thoughts were she's like, I'm going to destroy Jurian and you and the Queens and Ianthi, and I'm going to bring your court to its knees. And she's unhinged when it comes to Ianthe. She's like, I'm gonna rip her into tiny bite-sized pieces and just like bury her so deep no one can ever find her. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here for it.
1: I, I love it. that.
0: <laughs> yes. Ianthe deserves it. Oh my god. I can't wait till she gets what's coming That's to her.
1: My honestly, one of my favorite scenes is when Ianthe gets what's coming to her.
0: Oh, it's so good. So Tamlin tells her they'll do things differently this time and she can be involved and apologizes for the way he treated her before. And is thinking what we're all thinking here. Cue Jojo. It's just too little too late, a little too wrong. (laughs) Or one Republic. It's too late to apologize. There's so, so many bops that apply to this. Oh my God. So. Any early 2000s angsty song, insert here. It's too damn late for that, Tamlin. Just, no. <laughs> but again, he's delusional and is believing everything is saying, so here we are. And as they head into the manor, Lucian stays behind. And Farrah feels like he must know that she's lying. And this is where we find out again, from Pharaoh's point of view, that she has that new tattoo that has been glamoured where her old one had been. And I love this. I love that, that we just had to immediately replace the ink that we lost. Yes. <laughs> or that we knew we were going to lose. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, we end this book and thus our podcasting on Mist and Fury with this quote. Quote. And so Tamlin unwittingly led the High Lady of the Night Court into the heart of his territory.
1: <laughs> uh! go, Farrah, go, go! fair go. go! Go, Feifei! I, yes, I think it is... I, I think one of the things that also really comes back to bite Tamlin is, is Tamlin's insistence on not having Lucian as his equal, and and not that Lucian would be his like true equal in the High Lord sense, but but even just like acknowledging his opinions and thoughts and you know just general being <laughs> as yeah valid like validating and- him at all, <laughs> and and Tamlin just time and time again invalidates Lucian. So I think that's why Farah is so confident in her ability to do this because even though Lucian already suspects, she's like, Danlin's never gonna believe Lucian over me. Over me, the woman over me, the woman who left him on our wedding day. But why would why would he believe his best friend who has never left his side and never done anything out of the ordinary to displease Tamlin in any way he's literally shaped his life around Tamlin and doing Tamlin's bidding but why would we why would we listen to Lucian the I, density of Tampon's yeah. skull yeah he is
0: yeah he's <laughs> it's really is his biggest fault besides Honestly, it all wraps up into this. He just doesn't listen. He doesn't listen, and he doesn't give anyone else space at all. Like, he's right all the time. There's, like, he doesn't value, like, he needs to value Lucian's loyalty. Like, that should mean he values Ianthi over Lucian, clearly. Iante sold them out. He just puts his trust in the wrong people. I don't... I it's It does. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And hyburn Why Hibern?
1: What Yeah. So this episode I think I mean Farah being our, our front runner in everything that happens and the turn of events, I think it ultimately comes down to her sacrifice again. So it's 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 sacrifice but it's It's not sacrifice in the same way as she sacrificed when she went under the mountain. Because when she went under the mountain, she was Mm -hmm. sacrificing her life in general. This time around, she's, she's sacrificing, she sacrificed the bargain that her and Reese had. And she also is sacrificing her precious time. But other than that, I mean, it's really just one long con. It's she is playing the long game and it's it's wild
0: which is why her and Reese are so perfect for each other because look at Tamlin look at Lucian like Lucian can't even hold in for five seconds that Elaine is his mate like he can't see past what's right in front of him and neither can Tamlin like Tamlin has no imagination when it comes to like Hmm. Like, but what if Farah is there willingly? Like, he never even considers it. It's just like not even a thought that he has. So that's why Reese and Farah, their minds work similarly. They are, they have a bigger picture. They have a bigger purpose. They have something to fight for. They have plans. They're always calculating and observing the little details. And I love that about them
1: mm-hmm. agreed agreed so that's that that's a wrap yes. man i can't believe we're done with Miss and fury oh that's God. wild Ah, uh, i can't i can wild that felt like yeah that went fast
0: that went so fast, but you know what? I'm okay with it because we're one step closer to my favorite book, Silver Flames. <laughs> <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Whoop, Hi listeners, Hannah here. Uh, We have decided on our date that we're going to be returning from our break to be May 24th. So be looking forward and mark it in your calendar for our next episode to come out. Then we're going to take three weeks off. Um, We have a very packed summer coming up, so we want to take some time to prepare for that. So that way we can keep a regular schedule for you guys once we start podcasting Wings and Ruin. So to be prepared for the next episode... You want to make sure that you read the first four chapters of Wings and Ruin for when we come back. And thanks for being a part of our book club. So exciting. We appreciate your support. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Please keep doing that. You guys have been doing a good job of that. And it's been really fun to read the reviews and see that people are indeed enjoying the podcast. Um, Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at House of Wind
1: Pod. Also, feel free to email us anything regarding these previous chapters, previous two books, the upcoming books, whatever. Um, feel free to email us at houseofwindpodcasts at gmail.com. This can all be found in the show notes. And we will talk to you all next time. Stay's money.